and welcome to the EMG Health Podcast. My name is Dr. Julianne Locke and today I am pleased to be presenting the first instalment in a two-part series covering the highlights from the annual European Congress of Rheumatology. It took place between the 2nd and 5th of June 2021. The first episode will focus on some of the key data presented at the EULAR 2021 Virtual Congress that highlighted the latest treatment options and safety aspects for patients with psoriatic arthritis or PSA. This episode has been funded by Janssen. PSA is a chronic heterogeneous immune-mediated arthritis characterised by joint inflammation and diverse clinical manifestations, including psoriasis, peripheral and or axial joint disease, enthesitis and dactylitis. In recent years, several effective biologics for PSA have been introduced that inhibit TNF-alpha, IL-17, IL-12-23 and most recently specific inhibitors for IL-23. In addition, multiple ongoing studies are examining the potential efficacy and safety of PSA treatments using small molecules targeting Janus kinase and tyrosine kinase too. One biologic that is a specific inhibitor of the P19 subunit of IL-23 and the first biologic to be approved for the treatment of psoriasis and PSA is gaselkamab. Previously, the DISCOVER-1 and DISCOVER-2 studies had already shown the efficacy of gaselkamab in both TNF inhibitor-naive and experienced patients. At EULAR 2021, Laura Coates presented results from the Phase 3b COSMOS study, which was designed specifically to assess the efficacy and safety of gaselkamab in patients with an inadequate response to TNF inhibitors. The Week 24 outcomes demonstrated that patients treated with gaselkamab showed a significantly higher ACR20 response compared with placebo, with clear improvements and separation between gaselkamab and placebo groups visible as early as week four. Gaselkamab is also superior to placebo for all major secondary endpoints, such as ACR50, complete skin clearance, and patient-reported physical function scores. Importantly, after an additional six months of gaselkamab treatment, a further benefit was observed for patients at a one-year endpoint for all outcomes, illustrating the durable efficacy of gaselkamab in this difficult-to-treat patient groups. The safety profile of gaselkamab in this study was consistent with that previously established in patients with psoriasis and no opportunistic infections, causes of active tuberculosis, confirmed inflammatory bowel disease or death were reported through one year of treatment with gaselkamab. The durability and maintenance of response in gaselkamab-treated patients with PSA was also presented in a poster, which featured the most recent data from the Phase 3 DISCOVER-2 study. In biologic-naive patients treated with gaselkamab, robust joint and skin responses, as well as improvements in physical function, were observed and maintained through two years. In addition, low rates of radiographic progression were seen through week 100, irrespective of whether gaselkamab was administered once every four or eight weeks, and gaselkamab exhibited a favourable risk-benefit profile through the two-year period. Treatment with gaselkamab also substantially enhanced work productivity and daily non-work activity among patients with PSA, with a 10% increase in patients reporting active employment following one year of treatment. On a molecular level, whole blood transcriptomic analysis revealed that treatment with gaselkamab modulated PSA-associated genes in responders towards levels found in healthy individuals, 
suggesting a fundamental change in disease course through potential modulation of immune cell profiles by casilcomab. Another selective IL-23P19 inhibitor that can be used as a treatment for adults with PSA is risankizumab. In the Phase 3 Keepsake 2 study presented by Andrew Oster, Risankizumab was compared with placebo for the treatment of patients who have failed one conventional synthetic DMARD or more than one or two biologics. At week 24, Risankizumab met the primary endpoint and substantially improved the ACR20 response compared with placebo. Risankizumab also performed better for secondary endpoints measuring physical impairment, skin response, minimal disease activity, quality of life and fatigue. Furthermore, the safety profile of risankizumab in patients with PSA was comparable to that established in the treatment of psoriasis, suggesting that risankizumab might be a solid treatment option for patients with PSA. Inhibition of IL-17 is another treatment option for PSA. The ultimate study previously demonstrated superiority of the IL-17 inhibitor secukinumab over placebo in patients with PSA who exhibited signs of synovitis and enthesitis. At Euler 2021, Maria Antonetta D'Agostino presented a novel scoring system for detection of enthesitis by means of Power Doppler Ultrasound, or PDUS, which was developed by the Omaract Ultrasound Group. These new data from the ultimate study revealed that at week 24, secukinumab treatment lowered the SPARC enthesitis index by a mean of three points. Importantly, a comparable decrease in the new ultrasound composite enthesitis scores was observed, indicating a consistent response by secukinumab. Further research and more data on the validation and discriminatory capacity of PDUS-based scores will be needed to test these more objective measures in the PSA cohorts, with inclusion criteria for both clinical and ultrasound-assessed enthesitis. And data from these further studies will be of great interest to clinicians worldwide. Moving from biologics to small molecule inhibitors, a phase two study showcased improvements in musculoskeletal disease domains in patients with active PSA treated with the selective allosteric TIC2 inhibitor Ducravacitinib. The inhibition of TIC2 blocks key cytokines involved in psoriasis and PSA, and Ducravacitinib has already shown superior efficacy in plaque psoriasis in previous phase three trials. In the Phase 2 study presented by Philip Meese, ACR20, 50 and 70 responses of Ducravacitinib-treated patients were superior to placebo, and the improvements were observed across all ACR components and enthesitis endpoints. Importantly, the ACR20 response at week 16 was independent of prior TNF inhibitor use or body weight, indicating that it is suitable for use in a large patient population. Upadacitinib is a small molecule inhibitor that was approved recently for the treatment of active PSA, which selectively and reversibly inhibits JAK1. Atul Dodar presented data from the two select PSA studies, which investigated upadacitinib in PSA patients with axial involvement. Compared with the placebo, upadacitinib efficacy treated axial symptoms as measured by BASTA and ASTAS at week 12 and 24. 
as patients with axial involvement generally have a higher disease burden compared with those lacking axial involvement, these are promising results for the unmet needs of this group of patients in particular. Finally, new insights into faecal microbiota transplantation, or FMT, for the treatment of PSA were presented by Maya Kragsnais. Studies have proposed a relationship between gut and joint inflammation, where the gut microbiota play a key role in this interaction by modulating the immune response. FMT aims to adapt the gut microbiota by transferring faecal matter from a healthy individual to a patient, allowing the gut flora to reset at a healthy state. The FLORA proof-of-concept study was the first intervention randomised control trial to investigate the efficacy of FMT in patients with active polyarticular PSA. Unfortunately, the results showed that FMT was inferior to sham treatment for controlling active peripheral PSA. However, FMT did not appear to cause any adverse events and larger trials are needed to further explore the potential clinical benefits of FMT in immune-mediated arthritis. In summary, new data presented at Euler 2021 showed that IL-23 inhibition is an effective treatment option for patients who have failed conventional treatments or other biologics. IL-23 is upstream of the pathways targeted by DMARDs and effector cytokines, such as TNF and IL-17. It is also encouraging to see that Gaselkamab can rebalance the expression of disease-associated genes towards a normal level to promote the return of the immune response to baseline. One clear takeaway from the available data is the long-term durability of Gaselkamab, where the efficacy continues to increase past the primary endpoint and patients maintain their response for two years and possibly even longer. Small molecule inhibitors such as docraacitinib and upadacitinib are currently still one step behind biologics in terms of development stage for the treatment of PSA. However, they have shown efficacy and seem to be less dependent on the patient profile. Stay tuned for the second episode of this podcast, which will feature more highlights on exciting developments from the Euler 2021 Virtual Congress, ranging from COVID-19 vaccines in patients with rheumatic muscular skeletal disease to efficacy and safety of the latest treatments for rheumatoid arthritis and ankylosing spondylitis. And that concludes our overview for today. If you enjoyed this and found it insightful, look out for the next part of our highlights of Euler 2021 series, which will cover the latest treatment options and safety aspects for patients with rheumatoid arthritis and ankylosing spondylitis. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss it. The EMG Health Podcast also releases new episodes every Friday, featuring interviews with key players from healthcare. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and stay well. Bye for now.